Welcome, everybody, to the GCW Plant Podcast, Episode 4. I am your host, Mystical Jericho, GCW's number one plant, and tonight we are covering GCW's I Never Liked You. The first match of GCW's I Never Liked You, coming from the FET Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island, is Blake Christian versus Jordan Oliver. Before I get into this match, I just kind of want to do a little side piece here on the whole Blake Christian push and Jordan Oliver. Uh, I know Blake Christian's the number one contender for John Moxley's GCW world title. I really wish it was Jordan taking Blake's spot as the number one contender since Jordan's been there pretty much since close to the beginning. I know he came a little bit later, but he's been getting all the hard matches since he first started, kind of earned his way with the GCW locker room, earned their respects. He's gotten big matches over the last couple months, which he's never disappointed in any of these matches. He's shown improvement every single time he steps in these rings. I just wish it was Jordan getting this push, but as it is, it's Blake Christian push 2.0. Um, Blake's ever since he's been back in GCW, he's gotten the push. He's supposed to be getting the big Ring of Honor World Title match against Jonathan Gresham at Hammerstein. Unfortunately, that match never happened because of Gresham missing the Hammer Ta- Hammerstein show. So even after that, Blake's now getting the push to become the GCW World Title or should at least challenge it against Moxley. But I wish it was Jordan getting that match. I just don't like how Blake's skin like repackaged now with the haircut, the mask, his little attitude of calling out dream matches. But all these people he's calling out for dream matches. He says he wants the best in the world. Well, he has the best in the world in GCW currently as it is with all the wrestlers and talent they have on their roster. It just seems like he's wants to face bigger names, but on the GCW platform... Um, he kind of has a little better than you attitude going on right now, but as it stands right now, Blake Christian is the number one contender going against John Moxley for his GCW world title. Going to this match, this match was a hell of a match as everyone expected. Jordan's been on top of his game lately. Christian's been on top of his game as well. They've both put, been putting on classics all throughout the last couple months while wrestling for GCW. And... This match did not disappoint. It was crazy back and forth match. A lot of them hitting their moves or false finishes. But the match ends up with Blake Christian hitting Jordan Oliver with the leaping stomp for the victory. Blake looks to carry this momentum going into his match with Moxley in Tennessee at the end of July for the GCW world title. Next match of the night, we have Ali Catch going against Lufisto. This is the battle of a current Hall of Fame independent women's wrestler in Lufisto against which many could consider a future independent wrestling Hall of Fame wrestler in Ali Catch with all the stuff she's been doing with GCW wrestling against males, females, death matches, tag matches, trios matches. She has been doing it all on the independent scene as well for GCW. This was a hard striking match, a lot of back and forth, Lufisto playing heel to the crowd, telling the crowd, you know, they want some of her. Ali Catch doing a little comedy with the match with Lufisto. It was a great, nice, fun match with Ali Catch picking up the victory as she hit Lufisto with her hanging pile driver for the three count. 
Next match of the night, we have Kevin Blackwood going against Jack Cartwheel. Technical wrestler, as in Blackwood, going against the high-flying Jack Cartwheel. Jack Cartwheel has improved tremendously over the last few months, and Blackwood as well has delivered a lot in the marquee matches he's been put in lately in the GCW matches. So it's great to see these two on top of their game going against each other. This was a great back-and-forth match. But Blackwood's technical prowess pays him dividends at the end as he wins with the Cloverleaf on Jack Cartwheel for the victory. Next match of the night, we have Cole Radrick going against Ninja Mac. Two wrestlers on a roll lately in different capacities in the GCW rankings. Ninja Mac has been killing it over in Japan with Noah, while Cole has been making his presence felt in the deathmatch scene in GCW lately. These are two rising stars with a lot of momentum riding on this match. Ninja comes out before the match even starts and starts pushing and slapping Cole. Cole's just sitting there laughing, taking it all in, and then the match starts, and they both just start going at it, brawling, punching, kicking, everything all over the ring for the first few minutes of this match. Ninja then catches Cole uh, Radrick by reversing his springboard cutter into a jumping rear naked choke. That was pretty cool seeing uh, Ninja Mac do that. I like how he's been incorporating some more technical and submission moves into his arsenal. Ever since he started uh, wrestling for the Bloodsport, which has been very nice to see Ninja Mac adapting and evolving his game. Ninja Mac then hits the Phoenix 630 splash onto Cole Radrick, but he gets confident lazy with the pin. Cole reverses the pin and gets the three count himself for the victory over Ninja Mac. After the match, they both show respect to each other and shake hands, and I would love to see these two keep on going at it and seeing these two in the future. Next up is Trio's action as we have Drago Kid teaming with the Space Boys who are Gringo Loco and ASF going against Los Macisos and Commander. I've been loving the Macisos since they've been back in GCW. They're showing all their versatility after re-debuting, doing the tag team death matches, then they did regular tag matches, then they did the Lucha Extrema matches now they're going on trios matches with dragon kid and space boys this match starts off with commander doing a top rope senton to the outside hitting team drago kid and the space boys then later on in the middle of the match it was a weird looking spot it was actually very cool looking but it was also very weird i don't understand it i re-went back and watched it a couple different times but here's what happens Gringo Loco hits a moonsault onto Ciclope from the top rope. Then as he gets up, he hits the ropes, and then he dives outside doing like a little flying senton. But it looks like he lands on his own teammate, Drago Kid. Now, I don't understand why he would hit his own teammate. Medio Extremo was outside with uh, Drago Kid as well, so maybe Drago Kid was underneath and... Medio Extremo was on top, and then Gringo Loco hit the senton to save Drago Kid. I don't really know. I went back and watched it a few times. I don't understand it. Seems like it was a little mixed up, but it was a very cool looking spot. I just don't understand why Gringo would attack his own teammate there. Uh, the match then continues. Commander does his walk across the top rope all the way across and hits ASF with a dive to the outside. And then Space Boys and Drago Kid get the victory as Gringo hits Commander with the top rope spinning bomb. And at the same time, ASF hits Ciclope with a 450 splash for the three count. Next up, we have Joey Janela going against making his GCW debut, JT Dunn. 
JT Dunn is the Wrestling Revolver World Champion thanks to Alley Catch interference to help him win his match against Chris Bay in Vegas at Wrestling Revolver's Vegas Vacation. JT Dunn had the crowd behind him the entire match and him and Joey delivered on another classic Joey Janela match. Joey Janela hits a reverse carry and DDT onto the outside apron. Uh, JT Dunn sells it pretty good. It does look like he does does take a little bad bump with his neck and back, but JT Dunn recovers. He then ends up hitting a top rope jumping tombstone onto two chairs on Joey Janela, but Joey kicks out at two to the disbelief of JT Dunn. JT then goes for a rolling elbow, but then Joey catches him with the super kick for the three count and the victory. Once again, like I said, this is another classic by Joey Janela, and I definitely want to see more JT done in a GCW ring. Well done, JT done. No pun intended. Next up in the tag division, we have SGC, the second gear crew, consisting of Manders and Mance Warner, going against the debut in Jalen Brandon and Trayvon Jordan, Waves and Curls. Once again, it's awesome. GCW's given local independent wrestlers a huge platform to showcase their talent with Waves and Curls making their GCW debut tonight. SGC starts the match off with a bunch of chairs in their hands. They swing at Waves and Curls, who ducks. They miss, and then Waves and Curls takes a little confetti and sprays the confetti gun into their eyes causing SGC to roll out to the outside. On the outside Jalen hits a suicide dive onto SGC and then Trayvon Jordan's hyping up looking for a tope suicida and halfway on the jump outside his feet catch the ropes and he crashes and burns on the outside of the ring. SGC then introduces a bunch of chairs and doors and tables just like they always do. In the process of doing this, Waves and Curls catch Manders and hit him with a 3D through a table, but Mance breaks up the count with a chair shot right at Waves and Curls' heads. Trayvon then chokeslams Mance through a door for another near count. Manders then has Brandon in a power slam position, and Jordan has Mance in a spine buster position. And then Jordan runs with Mance in his arms in the spine position buster position at Manders and spears Manders through the door and everyone crashes and burns through that door. That was an awesome looking spot. They all start beating the shit out of each other again with the tables and doors and the crowd is just loving it and then SGC get the advantage but then as they have the advantage they still keep on swinging the chairs and tables at Waves and Curls and they tire themselves out. All four members are down and out on the ground. SGC then sandwiches waves and curls between two doors as Manders power slams Mance Warner, his own partner, through the doors onto waves and curls. And they only get a one count and the crowd erupts at this time. Waves and curls killed it in this match. Trayvon then cleans house as waves and curls hit a heart attack on SGC. But SGC kicks out at the two. SGC get the win as Manders hits a super power slam to Brandon through a door for a three count. This was a great showing by Waves and Curls and main event the night prior. Once again showcasing all the great matches GCW can possibly have in their tag division and hopefully trios division. SGC then puts over Waves and Curls at the end of the match. 
Mance Warner says he wants to get four shots of Henny for everyone. He won't ever shake anyone's hand, but he will take a shot of free alcohol with them. It was a great moment to see. And as they're taking the shots, the crowd is singing the Waves and Curl song of Whitney Houston, Somebody to Love. Awesome match. Awesome uh, debut from Waves and Curls. And I can't wait to see more of them and the main event in the GCW East Coast area. In the co-main event, we have a five-way scramble with Tony Deppin going against Dustin Waller, Effie, Jimmy Lloyd, and Marcus Mathers. This is another GCW debut as Dustin Waller is in the GCW ring for the first time. Deppin comes out sporting a black eye he received the night before, going against Moxley in the GCW World Title match in the main event. Tony then tells the crowd to stop singing his song as it's not karaoke night. He is mad. He's feels like he is being demoted to a scramble match after main eventing the night before. He gets upset and then he says he is resigning from the match and leaves the ring. The match starts off. Everyone kind of goes to the outside. Dustin Waller stays inside. Then Dustin Waller jumps from the inside over the ring post to everyone else on the outside and hits them with a splash. Dustin Waller, that was pretty cool. Uh, spot in his debut match as dustin waller hit that spot all the wrestlers are getting back up dustin celebrating and they turn around and tony deppin returns to the match coming like a bullet from the stage and leaps from the stage and jumps onto everybody and takes out everybody as he makes his way back into this match Later on in the match, Marcus Mathers tries to do the little kiss spot with Effie that Effie normally does, but Effie denies it and tells Marcus to not today, to go away. Uh, Jimmy then puts Marcus up onto his shoulders uh, in an electric chair position. Dustin Waller comes off from the top rope, catches Marcus, and hits a destroyer from the top rope off of Jimmy Lloyd's shoulders. Dustin then uh, hits a top rope cutter onto Jimmy Lloyd and tries to get the three count. But before he could attempt to pin Jimmy Lloyd, Tony comes in with the running knee onto Dustin Waller and steals the victory. Next up is the main event of the night. Another debuting GCW star in Will Ospreay going against Nick fucking Wayne. I am not going to go over this match. I'm not going to give any play-by-play. I'm just going to tell you, please go out of your way. Spend the $15 it costs on Fight TV to watch GCW's I Never Liked You. And this match alone is worth that price of $15. It is an amazing match, in my opinion one of the best matches of the year the wrestling observer network gave it four and a half stars i would disagree i would give it a 4.75 but it is very awesome very cool i will go over kind of like what led up to this match the reason why this match happened and uh kind of go over afterwards what what osprey says at the end as well but please go out of your way watch this match on fight tv gcw's i never liked you So the reason this match came to be was Nick Wayne was supposed to be at the Hammerstein show in New York, the world on GCW, but because of New York's crazy wrestling commission and their crazy rules, they did not allow Nick Wayne to wrestle on this match as he's on this event as he's not 18 years of age. So with that huge disappointment on one of the biggest independent wrestling shows ever of GCW's debut at the Hammerstein Arena and the history and all that brings with it, Nick Wayne was unable to wrestle that night. So as a way to make up for it, 
Joey Janela, Brett Lauderdale, the GCW crew, asked uh, Will, or sorry, asked Nick Wayne, what's his dream match? He says it's Will Ospreay, someone he's looked up to his entire career, and he wants to be like him as a wrestler. So Joey Janela made well on his promise and gave Nick Wayne that match this night. Like I said, please go out of your way to watch it. If you ever watch the Will Ospreay Kota Ibushi match, where Obushi tries doing the top rope Poison Rana onto Will Ospreay, but he lands on his feet, and they do the cool little camera angle and gif of Obushi like realizing, wait, I don't hear the crowd cheering for me. They're cheering for Osprey because he landed on his feet. The cool interaction and facial expressions that are done during that part of this match, they're done during Nick Wayne and Will Osprey as well. Um, at the end of the match... Uh, Will Ospreay takes the mic. He kind of goes over of how special this match was to him as well because he's never wrestled against anybody that really looked up to him or tried to model his style, especially with Nick Wayne doing it at the age of 16. He says the GCW crowd is awesome. He's heard about him. He's wanted to be a part of it, but he calls the GCW fans fucking crazy, which we all are because we love the GCW action that they put on week in and week out well osprey then says like hey you have your mom up there all these fans are here for you now but if ever these fans aren't there for any reason during at some point in his career nick wayne will still have his mom being his number one supporter he goes on to start a i love moms chant everyone's chanting i love my mom i love my mom but it was on Father's Day. All this was on Father's Day. So Nick, uh, Will Ospreay realizes like, oh, wait, I just messed up. <laughs> it's Father's Day. I'm getting all the love to mom. He comes out, acknowledges, hey, happy Father's Day out there to all the fathers. But my father hates me anyway, so it's not that big a deal. But I apologize on Father's Day. Very fun. Very cool uh, seeing Will Ospreay on the mic kind of as an actual human being, not a character, giving lots of praise to Nick Wayne, saying whoever's in charge of watching Nick Wayne and uh, looking over his career has a very important job as he views Nick Wayne as the future of this business. Very much a great main event. Love the speech that Will Ospreay gave at the end. Please go out of your way and order this on Fight TV. This leads up to a crazy uh, 4th of July weekend for GCW as they got four shows going on starting on June 30th in Detroit, Michigan at the Knights of Columbus Hall. It is GCW's Dead on Arrival. We have Hoodfoot going against Slade. You could probably assume that's going to be a death match. Then we got Calvin Takeman going against Ninja Mac. Then we got a six-man tag match with the second gear crew of Mance Warner, Manders, and Matthew Justice going against Team Horror Slam of Brayer Wellington, Malcolm Monroe, and Tommy Vendetta. Then we got another singles match of Shane Mercer versus Akira. Then another singles match of Blake Christian going against Chase Burnett. Then a three-way match of Ciclope Medio Extremo going against Cole Radrick. That ought to be an interesting match with the Los Macisos and Cole Radrick. Then we have another three-way match of Alex Shelley going against Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne in the co-main event. And then the main event of the night is for the GCW Ultraviolet title with Alex Cologne going against Dale Patricks. 
on Friday, July 1st, GCW's back in action in Saugit, Illinois for GCW's Gateway to the Death at the Pops Nightclub. And this card, we have Delirious going against Effie, Tony Deppin going against Nick Wayne, Jordan Oliver going against Dark Sheik in a rematch from their match a couple months ago in L.A. Then we have a returning Axton Ray. Loved seeing him in action a couple weeks ago for the, his little GCW weekend he had. I forgot which events they were, but he killed it. And he's going against Ninja Mac. Then we have six-way, uh, six-man tag action with Los Macisos once again teaming up with Jimmy Lloyd to once again go against the SGC, the Second Gear Crew. This time consisting of Manders, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. Then we have singles match of Gringo Loco versus Blake Christian. Two Cold Scorpio going against Alley Catch. Alex Cologne going against Cole Radrick, and Davey Richards going against Joey Janela. GCW's then back in action on Sunday, July 3rd in Evansville, Indiana from the Evansville Coliseum with GCW Rock and Roll Forever. On that card, we're going to have Joey Janela going against Cole Radrick, Ali Catch versus Nick Wayne, Shane Mercer versus Blake Christian, six-man tag action with Akira, Alex Cologne, and Hoodfoot teaming up against the second gear crew, of Mance Warner, Manders, and Matthew Justice. Then we have another singles match, Calvin Tankman going against Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppin versus Kerry Morton, and then Dark Sheik going against Billy Starks. And in the main event, one can only assume, is the Rock and Roll Express of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson going against the Rejects, which is John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. Then GCW returns on July 4th with Backyard Wrestling 4. I will be in attendance for this event, so unfortunately there will be no GCW Plant Podcast until probably next Thursday, where we will cover all four of these events that I just went over. Thank you all for your, all your continued support of the podcast. Remember, you can find the GCW Plant Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to your podcast. You all have a very fun and safe 4th of July weekend, and we will see you next week week.